We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Sup? Yo. Um, so we've been asking them to ride in and let us know where they're listening from. Yes. And so we've got we got a pretty good list going. And so I just wanted to share some of them. We've got people from Oklahoma, South Dakota, Colorado, Florida, Illinois, Kentucky, Texas, Idaho, Wyoming, Iowa, Arizona, New Jersey, and then some international people have even let us know that they're watching in South Africa, Ukraine, and Brazil. Wow. Very nice. Keep telling us where you're from. A lot of you didn't say anything, so come on. We love hearing where y'all are watching from. Um, But along with that, I'm going to ask them to take another step. We're going to ask for an extra moment of their time. Okay. Just to leave us a review would be extremely helpful. A lot of you are listening on podcasts. I get notices, you know, that you're listening on the way to work and different things. If you'll just take a moment, and leaving a star is great, but if you could leave us an actual one or two sentence review, that actually helps really bump up yeah, like podcasts are recommending. I would things. love this more if Jed got a beard trim. Or that Dan is is crazy, he needs to calm down. Or anything you have to say. Yeah. We would accept that. Yeah. Of course the more constructive it is, the more useful oh, for a new okay. listener, you okay. know. But okay. but there we go. So if you if you've got just a moment, leave us a review. That really would be helpful. because um, obviously the videos are getting out there. We're just trying to build that podcast base a little bit more. Amen. So there we go. So for this week, we've got a lot of questions that have come in and a lot of things that we haven't been able to address. And some of them, they don't take quite as long. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but we're going to do a bit of like a lightning round and address a couple of questions today. Okay. You ready? I'm going to try. Okay. So the first question we're going to address today is, are there different rewards in heaven? Okay. In Mark chapter 10, verse 35 and following, James and John come to Jesus, and they say, Teacher, we want to ask you to do something for us. In verse 36, he says, What do you want that I should do for you? And they said to him, Grant that one of us should sit on your right hand and one on your left hand in your glory. Well, that seems like they're asking for higher positions in the kingdom of God. Yeah, because traditionally the closer you are to royalty. Yeah, on your right hand and left hand. Secretary of the state and secretary of the treasury or something. Yeah. So Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized? And they said, we are able. See, they thought he meant Passover cup, baptism Mm. in water. Mm. But he was talking about the cup of his suffering, like when he said in the garden... Father, let this cup pass from me. Are you able to suffer with me? And later on, he talks about a baptism of suffering. Mm -hmm. So they say, oh yeah, we are able. But Jesus said to them, the cup which I drink, indeed you will drink. And the baptism with which I am baptized, you shall be baptized. 
but to sit on my right hand or my left hand is not mine to give, but for those who it is prepared for my Father. And uh, so evidently there will be some great places of honor in the kingdom that are given out by the Father. Hmm. So that suggests there may be some degrees of reward, even though Matthew 20 teaches that all of us get grace and all of us get the same pay at the end of the day. I was going to say, is that the workers? That's the they, workers in the vineyard. Whether they did a day's work or an hour's work. That's right. Yeah. So we, we certainly don't earn by our work, but this does suggest that there may be some kind of great honor for people. And also, just since we're lightninging, yeah. The opposite of that Going is quick. in Luke chapter 12, okay. verse 47 and 48, and we'll let Jed read this out of his okay. ESV. Okay, Luke 12, 47 and 48. 47, 48. And that the servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what was deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much is given, of much will him be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand more. Now, I I don't want a light beating or a big fat beating, but this suggests that not only might there be degrees of reward, but that there might be degrees of punishment as well. And there's not much else in the Bible about that, but I don't want the coolest spot in hell. I'd I'd be satisfied to... um, be the server or the foot washer in heaven. So yeah. anyway, that's that's question number one. That's question one. Boom. There's, there's a lot of fiction that builds out on that. But sure, but that's all the Bible has to say on the issue as far as I can see. Okay. Suffice it to say, we want the heaven, not the hell. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty easy. Okay. So and then if there's any other comments on that one? Send them in. We can discuss those things. But on Like we ran on to question number two, and we're not responsible for blah, 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 blah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I don't think you've got a job as a commercial there you go. At, the, at the end there. All right, let's see. How about, how does John bear witness if he came before Jesus? All right. <clears throat> the, in the Gospel of John, the idea of being a witness is a major idea. And there are actually two Johns that bear witness in the Gospel of John. Okay. One of them is John the Baptizer. And if you go to John 1 verse 6... Mm-hmm. It says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness that he might bear witness concerning the light so that all might believe through him. Now, he was hmm. not that light, but he came that he might bear witness to that light. So this yeah. is talking about John the baptizer. And Traditionally, we think of witnesses as someone who saw something and then it's like retelling it to people. Yes. So how is John a witness I'm, since... I'm fixing to tell you. You're fixing to... Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so the in John 1.19, you have a section that's actually called the testimony of John the Baptist. Hmm. And they ask John who he is. And of course, he says that he's not the Christ. And, and uh, two different groups come and ask him. And finally, they say, well, if... If you're um, baptizing in water and you're not the Christ, why did you come baptizing in water? Mm -hmm. So drop down to verse 30 and read 30 to 34. And this explains John's eyewitness testimony. Okay. So starting in verse 30, this is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. In other words, he existed. Jesus existed way back at the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And John was his forerunner on earth. Yeah. John came before him on earth, but Jesus existed long before. Long before. Go ahead. All right. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. So when John baptized Jesus, he saw the Spirit descending upon him and remaining upon him. And God had said, whoever you see that happen to, that's the one. So he was an eyewitness to that. And he says, I have seen and borne witness. Okay. However, the other John, John the disciple, John the the son of Zebedee, he wrote the Gospel of John and he appears... From chapter 13 on, and if you go to John chapter um, 20, mm-hmm. verse 30 and 31, okay. <clears throat> he says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. All right, so John is writing this gospel, telling what he himself saw. So that other people can believe and have life. Hmm. But when you get to the end of John's gospel, mm-hmm. and John's name is never mentioned, but he is called the disciple whom Jesus loved, right. or the, the other disciple, or the disciple that leaned back at Jesus' breast on the sup- at the supper. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the gospel, when he's identified in all these different scenes, in John 21, verse 24, Four, mm-hmm. he says, it says, this is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things and who has written these things. And we know that his testimony is true. Now, there are also. Many- All right. That's good. So John, the apostle lived through this and saw this mm-hmm. and he bore testimony. His gospel is called a witness. Okay. Uh, one last text and our lightning on this one is done is first John chapter one, verse one. Okay where the Apostle John makes it quite clear that he is an eyewitness. Go ahead. Yeah. He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. All right. So his personal contact with Jesus was physical. Mm -hmm. It was was audible. It was visual. He actually saw, heard, and touched. And he's bearing witness to us. Yeah. And then shares that with everyone. Okay. So we get two Johns for the price of one question. Yeah, we got one question, two Johns, witness, bada bing. We're ready to rock and roll. (laughs) Okay. And so the last one that we're going to cover today. Let's do it really quick, really quick. He's having too much fun with this. Okay. All right. So here we go. Since Scripture lists Priscilla first... So when it's talking about Priscilla and Aquila, it usually lists her first. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that she's the more competent of the teachers? And then they kind of add on to that just because, and we've talked about this in other videos people can watch, uh, women can't teach in the assembly. So like having someone on the Sunday assembly teaching, does that mean that they can never teach outside of the assembly? Okay, first of all, the only the only time we have Aquila and Priscilla teaching is, is in Acts 18, at the end of Acts 18, where they take Apollos aside, mm-hmm. and they teach him more perfectly the gospel. And it's highly likely that Priscilla 
participated in that teaching, though the biblical account doesn't go into what happened in the private setting when they, the two of them, mm-hmm. taught him uh, more no. perfectly. But it is plural. It doesn't say mm-hmm. Aquila taught him. It say Priscilla and Aquila yeah. taught him. So um, I would put with that uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 34 and 35, which tells women to be silent in the assembly, but then tells them that there's a different situation when they're at home okay. with their husbands. So I can get to Corinthians in my Bible. It's yeah. from me. Well, without reading it, it just simply it just simply says that the situation with one's husband at home is different than it mm-hmm. is in the assembly. Yeah. So we know that women could speak and interact and converse about biblical things that, uh, you know, in home situations. Uh, the the First Timothy two passage, First Timothy mm. two eleven and following says she should not teach or exercise authority over a man, and that one I believe has to do with the assembly. Mm. So you have the assembly on one end, where it's clearly forbidden. You've got home on the other end, where where it's okay with your family, with your husband. Yeah, and then you've got the all that gray area in between. We have we have. Um, you know, things like what if two couples are sitting having a discussion? And then we have, well, what if what if a, a man and a woman are teaching some middle schoolers? Or or then then you have, well, what if uh, you've got Sunday class and you've got 80 people in a fellowship mm. hall class? And, you know, it goes from there all the way up to there. Mm. So while the Bible doesn't address every situation in between, there's a principle, and I think we should... We should try to make our decisions and our judgments between home and the assembly uh, based on what do you think the intent of God is and what, where do we violate that intent. And we should also give grace to each other a little bit because mm. that line is not completely clear where we draw it. So right. um, that's all I have. As Forrest Gump says... <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So I just want to, on the first part of his question, I'm not going to push too much. I'm trying, I I do want to get through some of these. She probably had a part in teaching Apollos. Yeah, but is there any significance to the fact that scriptures usually list Priscilla and Aquila instead of Aquila and Priscilla? She seems to probably have been the dominant personality, I would think. Hmm. That's just an idea. I couldn't prove it to save my neck. Yeah. So there's nothing that says for sure there was like a tradition that if the female was listed first. Romans 16, you have uh, in verse uh, 2 through 4, Paul's talking about Priscilla and Aquila and the Mm. church that is in their house and how they had risked Mm. their lives. And I'm not sure about the listing there. Romans 16. 16. Let's see. First what? Start with verse 2 or 3 right there. Yeah, the verse paragraph. 3. Yeah. So Greek Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers. So she's listed first. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. And then it continues to list other people. All right. So Priscilla and Aquila. Yeah. And again, she's listed first, which probably indicates he thought of her first when he thought of the couple. There you go. Yeah. And there's... Yeah, anyway, we could give there's, our own personal many, thoughts on there's that. There's many but. women that are very um, great in the kingdom. Their work is great. Their mm. knowledge of God's word is great. Um, they're a part of many conversations with both men and women where uh, biblical 
um, study is going on. But if they're great in the scriptures, they realize that their place is not publicly teaching men in the assembly. Mm. Okay. And yeah, as with many of our discussions, it gets back to what's the heart and the intent of That's the right. decision. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and a man, any man that can't learn from a woman is crazy. <laughs> agreed. Much but agreed. both men and women need to submit to what it says in Scripture. Yeah. So... And then we could spend a whole bunch of time in Ephesians to... to no, we're not going to do that right now. We're doing lightning. <laughs> lightning. This has been really good. Lightning. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I mean, when you have... Right now, we've got two pages of questions, and that's not all of them that have come in. We, it is hard to work through all of them. Lightning. We, we do our best. Uh, some of them we just are responding to in comments in the videos, but sometimes working through them with everyone is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, and outside of the teaching arena, you got... Deborah, that was a great judge in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You've you've certainly got um, Esther. You've yep. got um, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, that was a great woman, and Elizabeth and Anna, the prophetess in the Gospel of Luke. You've mm-hmm. got Phoebe mm-hmm. in Romans sixteen. You've got Priscilla. You've got Dorcas, who ministered to the widows. You've got great women. You've got those widows who were fully enrolled as servants of the Lord for the rest of their lives in 1 Timothy 5. So we don't denigrate women in their role in the kingdom at all. We just respect what Scripture says about the assembly. There we go. End of story. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) So as always, any other comments and questions on these subjects or anything else that you have come across, we welcome sending them in and look forward to discussing them together. So thanks again, and like I said, if you got a moment, take a moment and give us a review on the various podcasting And sites. also tell us where you're from. It's fun. We'll see y'all. Bye. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.